It's the Widdick Committee, young, talented, gifted, black love and politic talk. Not loving hip hop, but it's knowledge we give out. I hope that you can catch it and try to run it back without fumbling the shit we kicked off. It's not for the simple minded, more for the gifted. I give my opinions. Hope you can rebuttal the shit that I kick. If you can't, then be quiet. Take a seat and just try to soak up the wisdom we spilling. Widdick Committee, gotcha. Throw up your W's, tell us what's up with you. Then we gon' talk about it. We not those other fools. This ain't your typical hypocritical dummy news. They do that shit for views. We do this for the youth who come behind us. In the trenches, you'll find us. Giving game in the brains of the youngest to remind them of the greatness inside them. Let them know that they can become whatever they wanna be. Just look at me. I'm a young black lion. And yeah, I'm full of pride. Sitting with my lion. This product of my environment. Whether it's brown, dirt, green grass, or iron fence, or a picket fence. Don't matter. Long as you get through it with motivation, dedication, and wittiness, hard work and greediness, even the sky is limitless. You wanna know what my definition of witty is or what wit it is? That's what witty committee is. Throw up your W's, tell us what's up with you, and we gon' talk about it. Yeah, we gon' talk about it. Throw up your W's, tell us what's up with you, and Bell gon' talk about it. Anise gon' talk about it. Kitchen starting to smell good and whatnot. Smelling lovely. Family linking up and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It is a pleasure to have y'all's acquaintance this evening. Yes. Thank um, y'all. I mean, every, like, especially during this time, everybody kind of congregating together, spending time with family, enjoying themselves. You appreciate ain't gonna delivering. tell them people who you is. So what? You ain't gonna tell them people who you is. Yeah, I was getting it. I mean, I figured you wanted to talk about the holidays. It's like it's like no, a, it's like a delayed opening scene. You know what I'm saying? It changes sometimes. You know, you know what? But it's your big homies, big homie, Bear Bryant. I am sitting next to the always authentic Andy's Austin. The Vivian voice. I was just saying, like, you know, we talking about coming to people's houses right now. You know. Mm-hmm. Coming in the house, you better introduce yourself. You better speak before you start talking to them people. <laughs> you know what them folks' grandmother told them? Don't just you don't just come in nobody's house talking about. I know what y'all are doing. Mm-mm. We don't know you. You don't. I'm sorry. If this gonna affect me getting some macaroni and cheese, but I'm sorry. What that red like, look, 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 look right. <laughs> I'm sorry. What that old red velvet? I need some red velvet cake, but I don't want. I see a lot of y'all say y'all can make red velvet cake, and it tastes like pound cake. It's, <laughs> baby, that is some red bread. That's what that red is. Red bread cake. Some red. It ain't even cake, honey. It's it's sweet because we just we had our mouth ready for the red velvet, and then you just came in here with this old dry. That old move up the band. That disgusting. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want that. So. Please, all of my red velvet cacotillas, <laughs> if you please feel like you need to donate a slice, a slice of that dough. Or cake or two. 
please. I appreciate it. I really will. This is going to be my first year not really in the kitchen because, you know, but I ain't even going to sit up here and lie to y'all. I might have me a delayed Thanksgiving, honey. I might, a delayed Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. A delayed Thanksgiving dinner. Ooh. In my house. Okay. All right, then. I like that. Friends. Friendsgiving. That's what... Okay. 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 All right. All right. That's what I was... I, I thought I was hinting to. I was like, hey, maybe she... What's, yeah. What is this? Is it going to be like a... An a inner circle potluck? Hey. You know, because we, you know, me and T ain't gonna have everybody in the spot. We ducked off. Mm -hmm. Super ducked. Super ducked. So if you got an invitation, wait, wait. if you got an invitation, come to the front. Come on up here. Come on up here. You done earned your position in your spot in the light to sit down amongst the family. You know? <laughs> we, we, mon ami, with the family. <laughs> so we like, but, you know, like Brown was saying, like, like Bell was saying, you probably finna be getting, you probably looking forward to the idea of sitting around with your family. They getting the samples now. Ooh, man. So, why y'all sitting around the table? Like, the, the, pe the peaches marinating for the for the cobbler. That's, that's what's happening now. So people. Oh, that's for them. Because they, they mouth gonna fall off. Because it's warm fruit and it's slimy and it's nasty. <laughs> if you, Are you going to war with if you ain't eating the, If you not eating the crust of the cobbler. Then your mouth gonna fall off in two years, and I just want you to know that I still, I'm still gonna love you, but you gonna be out here with with no mouth. So, <laughs> or you still gonna have your mouth, you just ain't gonna be able to taste, cause you out here eating warm fruit. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? But eat that crust though. That'd be lovely. That'd be good. So, <laughs> reverse pizza. My bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I ain't really mean to come at y'all like that. What I'm just saying, I that's for y'all. That's probably it. That probably it will happen. I don't know if it take a, if y'all make the peach cobbler the day before or not. Cause I, I, don't, I don't eat that. That's nasty. Ugh. So uh, <laughs> my grandma didn't make cobblers. She made pies. Yeah, I know about the. They started with pie. the pies out Tuesday night because they just wanted the, they just wanted some. They want the flavor. Them doggone cakes. But you can't get no. It ain't a more decadent treat. And in the south. There's some good pound cake, your grandma pound cake, and some ice cream. That'll make the day of many people to this day. Some regular pound cake. It ain't even got to have a flavor on it, even though, you know, my, you know, lemon pound cake. I, I find that to be delectable. That's one of my top two desserts. So, if you got some pound cakes or some regular pound cake that your grandma done made at the church... Oh, does your grandma them used to play with the card party? Strong arm emoji. Baby, you got that. You got that stuff. That you got that stuff. The, that cake. The papa. <laughs> you got that. You got that Austin. I'm telling you, that's 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 what that is. That stone cold. Mm-hmm. But you know why they sitting at their tables and whatnot? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you. you we got a little little nugget. We got a couple of nuggets actually because we, got a we goofy. Quick. You know, just for conversation or whatever to be sitting around the table with your family and your friends. So, um... It's form fit. You know, like a jacket, tailor fit. You yeah. know, that's stupid. It's why I say that out loud. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> so, uh, I, was watching, I was watching news or whatever, something that, you know, us millennials are are fledging. Like, like it's not even an issue. People ain't out here. You know, watching news. But I was watching news, watching MSNBC, and um, 
they was talking about who won the week. You know, they have a little column like that. You know, like who won the week? Who who made the most out of their week? Mm-hmm. And one of the guys, he, you know, we had had all these people like naming people like Elizabeth Warren. You know, because it's, it's talking about polit- politics. Mm-hmm. So this guy bust out and said, you know what? I already knew I wasn't going to win. Somebody was going to bust out and say Elizabeth Warren. Somebody was going to come out and say this. So I just had to go for the juggler and just hope y'all feel me. Lamest terms because MSNBC and they don't talk like they got pimping in their brain. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> my bad, y'all. So, okay, so what happened was this man named Benjamin Schreiber or Schreiber. You know how would it be the S C H name? Schreiber, that was your name, Mill. Um He said that when he died in 2015, he is serving he was serving a life sentence. Mm-hmm. So he died in 2015. Mm-hmm. His heart stopped. Mm-hmm. They resuscitated him. Okay. So he's arguing. He took this, he took his grievances to the court as an inmate hey I died <laughs> <laughs> that mean ain't no more jail I, I've already I you said I'm a dad here Andy, I did. <laughs> Andy so now at this point it's like okay you know you know I really ain't trying to die like, like listen died sir like sir ma'am judge you know judy whoever baby i died and he's basically saying you know i fulfill my end of the obligation you know of, of the obligation. i stay here to death i stay here to death okay so i didn't i'd been granted a second chance come on and let's start over you know what i'm saying and if, and if god gave me a second chance how y'all gonna take it away from me like that because when god made man he made man <laughs> but <laughs> want to know like what do you think like well what y'all think because technically i say words mean things and that's what i'm going in there with. as i do everything else you said life sentence life, until life. life is over i wrote the flat line that mean life was gone mm-hmm. here i am and i'm back if i had a second chance from god you can't take it from me yes sir that man said oh somebody done done me wrong done me wrong <laughs> What? That man said, yeah, oh, snap, hey, Tree. I thought Tree had said what's good, but I ain't see him. Hey, Tree. Hey, Tull. I'm just playing, Tull. But, yeah, what y'all think? What you think? I, 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 I'm going there where it's mean. <laughs> I'm, I'm, saying, I'm not, no, I'm not staying here no more. Y'all said stay here till death. I died. Bye-bye. Hey, man. I don't even know what Ben did, so I ain't gonna say free Ben. We not endorsing his, his. This is not a. This is not us telling y'all to get a petition started. No, Shriver can stay in there. We'll, just we just find it like this is one of those ironic moments mm-hmm. <laughs> that people talk about, like what happens when this happens. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty funny. I mean, Tuck brought up a good point. He said the coroner got to pronounce you dead to sign off on it. Is that what's in the writing? Is that what it say? That's a technical. Is that what it say? I, Baby, I died. It wasn't no pulse in me. I guess by I guess the, like the prison system when you a death certificate, 
to then release the person. Baby, that, that no, so, honey, I died. Technically, Tuck would be, you know what I'm saying, hitting around the truth. I mean, because you of need course. A, you, it's got to be signed off to get a death certificate. Of course, bro. If that was the case, I mean, as much TV as these people, do you know people be watching in the common room in prison? They be watching cold case files and all these other. So you don't think that somebody would have by now said, okay, I know how to make it appear that I died. You know like, what I'm like saying? Samuel Jackson did and won a soldier. Mm. Nick Fury, ladies and gentlemen. The realest. I did say Samuel Marvel. Jackson, didn't I? Yes, you did. Y'all, y'all, they, they know who I'm talking about. I just came in and just I feel make like sure they know. Off the backboard. Yep. One time for the one time. But yeah. um, So yeah, y'all can sit around and talk about that amongst yourselves and, you know, talk about yourselves or talk. About what we just said to y'all, but you know, we just want to throw that as a oop as our contribution. You know, we can't come through with wings and things, but laugh amongst us. And, you know, <laughs> and we got guns too. <laughs> <Stats and> <laughs> Log in. <laughs> Come get your son that call. But like what what the the meat of what we wanted to get into. Which gave y'all um, some sass. Yeah, that was that was actually that was like the peanuts on the table compared mm. to the, the, the food that comes. Anyway. Cook some. So, as you can remember, I mean, I'm pretty sure most of the people under the sound of my voice have seen someone or participated in the 10-year challenge that was on Facebook uh, over the course of the past like week and a half or so. Uh-huh. So, everybody went to 2009 to grab a picture of themselves that probably was on Facebook when they got on or just took a picture they had, you know what I'm saying, store it over and combined it with the picture from this year and posted it. And you could tell people were marveling at the level of growth they saw in themselves. And, like, I pro- I did one myself. Like, I, I, I look completely, I still have the same face, but I look completely different in mine. Um, attitude's different. Mentality's different. Um, if you go and look at Anise's, Anise's, she is, she went from Caterpillar to Butterfly to me. That's that's my little input. Baby, look. She got wings. <laughs> she went from crawling to wings. Not wing, wings. Lemon pepper. <laughs> but the flavor's very. <laughs> so, and noticing, like, the trend of people, like, uploading pictures about themselves. Uh, Courtney hit me with something, and my brain just took off as it normally does. She was like, I want to. Who would that? Who that? Who is that? Who that? You were like somebody hit you with something. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> but yeah. So, um, when she hit me like with uh, having the ten-year challenge for a topic, I immediately went to looking at. Like, how we could use this as, like, a benchmark for ourselves. Like, a progress report, so to speak. Like, looking at different facets of our lives and how they've either matured, maturated, or... Maturation. Or cultivated themselves over the course of the last 10 years. So, since 2009, you have progressed slowly to a certain point that you can reflect now. And over the course of this journey that you've been on since 2009, the things that you've encountered, learned, experienced, it's made you into a better person. Um, 
in looking at the scope, I started to think about what those two points could actually mean. And how, in some ways, looking back, you see yourself almost coming to grips with a cycle being completed. Or a cycle starting again. Like, this is like, I remember being in the same place. It's a different level. But almost the same place that I was in at this point in time in life. Mm -hmm. So, like, when you initially brought brought into um, the fold of what we were discussing, like, what was the... The first thing that set the, the trigger off to you that you saw the pattern happening? Um, well, I've never participated in a photo challenge on, on social media. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the year before, it was, you know, it was it was various reasons why people do pick stitches, basically. Mm-hmm. This was just a collage, you know. People are always doing this. So... When I saw people doing it, I felt gravity. Like, I went to see, like, okay, the 10 year challenge, 2019 to 2009. And just the name, just the, the statement, the, the statement 2009, it washes over. It brings such pride, you know, when I think about it, because I remember where I was. Mm-hmm. And I celebrate how I've grown. I celebrate that I have grown. It might not necessarily be because some of the ways that I've supposedly grown, I can't even see mm-hmm. yet, you know. But I can acknowledge the fact that I've grown. And I started looking at people who I knew in 2009 do these pics, these pick stitches, these collages. I've started seeing them put together who they were. You know, by putting who they were in 2009 and then side by side with who they are standing today. And these people also were proud. So, I started reading captions and the captions were saying things along the lines of, Man, I didn't know what I had back then. But to truly be here now and manifesting all of that is destiny. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I got from it. Like, people were looking at themselves in 2009. And they, it wasn't as if... It wasn't that they were on their lowest of lows, and some of us were. But it's more so speaking about how people... This was the year when they really realized their potential. Mm-hmm. This was the year when they really were... They couldn't run from who they truly were anymore. Mm-hmm. Stepped outside. Yes, like, they they saw themselves and they saw the presence of a creator mm-hmm. they saw themselves and they didn't know exactly what it was they were looking at but today they can look back on it and say okay that's what this is because this is why this that I'm currently doing now doesn't feel foreign to me mm-hmm. I've been here before mm-hmm. like I think that people misconstrue the idea of success and growth as to be this ever-present straight line or this just you're constantly going on an incline. Mm-hmm. And the reality of the situation is sometimes it's not that that clear. Sometimes success and personal growth or whatever, that, that thing will really take you up and take you in complete circles for years. Mm-hmm. You'll find yourself going in and out of a circle and not truly knowing how to rid yourself of it because you don't know... Or you don't. You were supposed to get something from that. Mm. 
So a lot of people find themselves just trapped in this purgatory. A lot of the people who I saw doing this challenge were trapped in a purgatory. That they were able to understand was purgatory because they had went through 2009. Mm -hmm. Man, I just seen glimpses of yourself back then. Like, I was filled with so much pride putting it up. Like, putting who I was in 2009 up next to who I am today. I was proud to say that I've blossomed into this woman. I'm proud to say that I'm not finished growing. I'm proud of my rough edges. I'm proud of all of my imperfections because this is proof that work is being done. Mm -hmm. You know, when you, oftentimes when you see a, a piece of paper, you know that it's been used because of the wrinkles in it, because if it's been crawled, no matter if you crawl up a piece of paper today and you try to straighten it back out, even though it be technically straight, it will still show all of the different Imperfection. imperfections and folds that it had went underwent you know and I just feel like a lot of us are origami like a lot of us are supposed to be folded and made to be in the shape of uh, we're supposed to be folded into these beautiful delicate individuals who in a different arena we would be useless you know what I mean mm -hmm. in a different arena we wouldn't be we wouldn't be appreciated let me say that wouldn't be appreciated. It's not that we would be useless. It's just we wouldn't be appreciated because, you know, people who want to write a paper don't go to get paper, construction paper. You know what I'm saying? They don't go to get, um, what's the thin paper that people make? Um, it's not Fabergé. What's the word I'm looking for? They crumple up paper to look like mache. Mache. Yeah. Paper mache yeah. yeah. um, isn't something that would be celebrated because it is it is thin, but it's meant to be decorative. Mm -hmm. A lot of the folds and stuff that that I have, that you have, a lot of things that may that give us character, came as a result of us being bended and moved and going around in circles and and bending the left here and bending the right and going around and falling down and getting back up. A lot of the things that we have built upon ourselves have came as a, a catalyst for everything we are today mm -hmm. you know that's what made me kind of look at this like man it's it's a progress report but it's also a celebration like it's also a celebration it is admiring the checkpoint that you have came across this is not to say stop stop working and that's it no acknowledge the fact that you have grown though give yourself some credit in that like and also give yourself some, some realistic goals to meet in this process. Because often when we in the middle of our trauma, we are so stuck in the here and now that we forget to look at what all we've come through. You know, you driving through a storm and you like, man, this the worst of it. But you just don't know. You in the eye of the storm. You had to get through a whole calamity just to get here. Addiction. You know, so... I... I... I, I when I look back at mine, I see someone that was, um, I wasn't in the environment that was most conducive to me being who I am. I was constantly in situations or environments that kind of took away from what I was intended to be, but I had a certain disbelief centered around it. So, it was, I was going against everything I had been taught 
for years and I'm starting to now look at I'm, I, at first it was there is nothing but this mm -hmm. and now it's, I'm seeing glimpses of stuff out of my periphery so I'm starting to look at it mm -hmm. and as time goes on I'm starting to look more diligently at whatever those things are mm -hmm. and I have certain things like I, I have years in my life that have, have certain things behind them like in the beginning yeah, I could tell this year is going to be like this so I kind of called it that mm -hmm. and as the year went on I could see that thing constantly manifesting like this year towards the tail end of it has been more of an ego check than anything else. Yeah. It has always been like, hey, take yourself out of this. So, hey, hey, are you processing this correctly? Mm -hmm. Because you're thinking like this as if you're going through it. Mm -hmm. Take yourself out. Like, I've had to do that a lot over the course of the latter part of the year. So, I was unable to do that 10 years ago. Right. And I know for a fact because looking at the pictures... The reason why I look the way I do in the pictures is because I have an ego. It is literally so the, angry. Yeah, it is, it's literally the, re, the result of me allowing my stubbornness to reflect itself outwardly. Hey, Miss Royalty. Like, usually you can be stubborn about something. Like, you can show a sense of stubbornness for yourself. But when your stubbornness actually harms you yeah. rather than helps you, and you can visibly see it in a picture, it's kind of like, wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Like, in 2009, I was... 20 and I was I was in Jacksonville I was in my own apartment and I was still struggling with who I was I didn't have high self esteem I had moments but that's I liked myself sometimes but you know what like is mm -hmm. it's like cheese <laughs> No grilled cheese sandwich to the, the whoop, but I'm saying like <laughs> it's like a leveled up version of it's just infatuation, you know what I'm saying? But and I love it when infatuation ends, to quote Earth 25. But I was looking at myself as somebody who was only a a flame, like something that was. Something that was fickle. Like, I had moments. Flame on. Like, this is a superpower. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a person. Like, I can be this person. I can be this person. Eventually. You know, I can be this person when I when I press myself enough to. When I do something enough. <laughs> we sorry. Sorry. <coughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> hey, talk real quick. <laughs> so, Anise talking, and I hit his air a couple seconds. So, I was like, it's a receipt I had balled up sitting up here. I didn't unroll it and sat in front of her. And I ain't even say nothing about it. She was going to put two and two together. <laughs> so, now she do we. <laughs> So anyway, you know, like I was saying that I was looking at myself at 20 years old. It's no way in the world I could have ever thought that I would be somebody who was really, really not trying to be, who was pushed into the spotlight, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I never would have thought that I was going to be somebody who was un who was comfortable being this way. Mm -hmm. But for somebody who does not like it. I operate fairly good inside of it. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's because of what I had to deal with in 2009. Mm -hmm. Like, I still am not comfortable as a, telling people that, you know, 
radio star it's still not something that i'm comfortable with or just media maven i'm still not comfortable with these titles mm -hmm. because i i've been a an audience member for so long that is you, you almost expect to be recluse yeah but it's you no know, people tell us all the time how we we look like we've been doing this before mm -hmm. like we look natural and it's because we've seen this for us in times when we didn't when we weren't able to fully capitalize on what it was see sometimes you get things well all the time earlier in in your life you will get opportunities presented to you that are just not feasible for you at the moment mm -hmm. it's not a you can't do it it's just so not right now it yeah god tells you not right now he doesn't say no Sometimes he just flatly. Well, no, he don't flatly. Mm -mm. He don't say no. He say I got some better. Mm -hmm. So being in these situations, like looking at people do this ten year challenge, is so cool. It's a lot of people who are looking at themselves happily, bro, because they realize it's things about them that they can visibly say have changed. Mm -hmm. Now they might not be able to connect the dots until which what caused the change, what triggered the change, and that's why we speak about mental health. That's why we speak about therapy. Because sometimes you need a little time and a little patience to be able to process the way you think. But the fact that you can acknowledge your wounds as something other than wounds, the fact that you can look at it and be happy with what you have gotten so far, even knowing what you came through, it's a time for celebration. It's a time for you to to be happy and continue to improve on that. Like one thing that um, kind of stood out to me about the situation, like just the 10 years in general, was looking at the level of growth that can manifest that quickly. Mm -hmm. um, to, I got a, I found a picture of LeBron James in 2009, and he's standing there with his son. He's, he has the MVP trophy. Uh, his second son is still an arm baby, and Savannah's holding him. And now his son is like a star in high school like everybody's recruiting him to go to college already like every school in the nation wants him to come down and it's like we saw this picture of lebron with with, with Bronny, and it was almost like okay this is this is the prophecy mm -hmm. like when the son becomes the father and creates one the son was then surpassed. Like that's the that's the image everybody got in their head. Like we didn't get it with Jordan, so to speak. Like his sons never lived up to the hype, but maybe this one will. Like because this is Brian James we talking about. And Kobe can't give us no doggone boy. He keep trying though. He gonna keep trying. Let's go. Bean gonna get a bean in it. But anyway, <laughs> so that was like the prophecy. That was, and this too shall pass, so to speak. And then seeing it ten years later, seeing this boy in high school. Him developing the frame he has, the height, the strength, the speed he has, the the, the mental acuity playing basketball, mm -hmm. like this is destiny now, like this is his. This is all. This belongs to him. Mm -hmm. Like he owns this all to himself. So that's one ten year span in which someone went from a thought of something, just the idea of something, to actually living and walking inside of it, mm -hmm. and. The thing that shook me was, like, we all have the ability to look at our progress the same way. Like, whatever you were trying to do, whatever you thought was what you were starting out, whatever journey 
beginning it was. Look back towards it now and did that journey end the way you thought it would? Probably not, but look at where you are now compared to then. And I think that was the most glaring detail for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know specifically what I wanted to do in 2009. I didn't know who I was completely. But the idea of who I have about myself now, based off the, the, the extenuating circumstances that I've been through, now it's undeniable. I know exactly... I mean, nigga, I can give you another piece of gum. Like, it ain't nobody. I got gum. You got gum, too? I got gum, too. Like, you got gum? Like, I'm going to give you another piece. I got another piece. I got a whole box. Okay. Need your gum? I get a dollar for taking your gum. Thank you. you. Look at you. Look at you. Anyway, so over the course of the last 10 years, you can go from applying what you consider to be a prophecy, idea, a long-ranging dream of yours, something that, you feel it's just in the stars, so to speak. To 10 years later, you're actually walking in those thoughts that you once had that were just dreams. Right. Things that didn't seem like reality. Who you are now can manifest those things every day. Like, you have the power to start or initiate or, or, or change everything that you want to about yourself, whereas 10 years ago, you probably couldn't. Or you didn't have the know-how to. The resources that you have, the depth that you have, all of that has increased. So, if we can start to look back... 10 years to gauge who we were then versus who we are now. Mm-hmm. I think from this point on, we can continue to do that. Yeah. Like every year, you just look back 10 years to see the person that you were, the situation that you were in, the things that you thought about, the things that you wrote, the mm-hmm. statuses you made, and just marvel at the level of growth that you start to, 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 to notice about yourself. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about words and we were talking about we were trying to explain how we felt about something and we wound up using one word and trying to make it synonymous with another word it started from when me start me trying trying to figure out what could we equate with the word ravenous speaking of ravens big trust woo woo <laughs> shout out to mark Ingram, mark jackson for the mvp so we were talking about um that and we was like okay well well, in the, in the scope of evolving, mm-hmm. let's take the word audacious and tenacious. Audacity. It's got to take, you have to have some level of audacity to truly believe something that the circumstances in your environment makes you, fools you, feeds you, pushes you into believing. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. Like, you waking up and deciding that, you know what? I'm going to do this. Even if you don't have a plan. Even if you don't have a a blueprint onto how to get to your final destination or to get to a destination let's not even put a final on the end like even if you don't know how to acquire the dream the fact that you are you have the audacity to say well shoot i'm finna do it that is audacity tenacious tenacity well that is the second that is the the evolved version of audacity. Tenacity is actually audacity with action. To be tenacious about something, that means that you are after it. 
you are putting in the work to do what it is that you had the audacity to even speak of doing. Being tenacious and going after something, it has, you have to have a pit bull grip on what this is. Win, lose, or draw, you are, pre you are prepared to go through it. That is, if in 2009 I was audacious, in 2019 I'm tenacious. Because I thought, I had a thought. Wasn't truly sure the thought was going to come. But the fact that I could think it, mm -hmm. and it stayed with me for years, and to now I'm in a place where I can move on those thoughts. I didn't know who I was in 2009 either, but I had the audacity to say, I want to be something better than this. Mm -hmm. I want to be something better than this, and... God showed me my gifts. God showed me that regardless of what they say, what have you said? You know, what did I say I wanted to do? What have you said that you wanted to do? And then allowed the world to tell you not to. Or allowed your circumstances to speak on why this is something that you shouldn't do. No. The audacity you had once upon a time does not have to be met with negativity or doubt. What we have done over the course of these years is realize that not only can we can we speak something, but we can allow it to be. Mm -hmm. In 2009, when you, the prophecy was probably with, you know, you probably had prophecy spoken to you. Somebody probably preached something. Somebody probably laid their hands on you. God probably said something to you. You probably saw something that had a thought pop in your head. And it's been sitting there. And it's been sitting there. The prophecy has already been given to you. It's something that you can't run away from. Until now, in 2019, here you are, finally at a spot where it's like, if I don't do this, I don't do nothing. I don't get this done. If I don't go ahead and go after this, then I don't get nothing done. Right? Mm -hmm. Your destiny has now your your prophet the prophecy has now turned into destiny because you have equipped this. You have taken this. You have familiarized yourself with it. It's real to you. Mm -hmm. Prophecy is spoken about something. You equate prophecy with other people. Mm -hmm. Prof the prophet prophesized on them. The prophet prophesized on Destiny is something with your name on it. It's something that you were assigned. It's something that you've been given. It's something that you cannot get away from. It is yours. It is completely personalized. It's yours. It is your destiny. It's not your prophecy. It's your destiny. Walking into who you are at this point. Walking into who I am at this point. This does not. This does not feel... For this, not, I have moments of deja vu in places I've never been before. It's because I've already felt that I was destined to be in those places. I've already felt like it was prophesied that I was to be in these places, even when I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Even when I had no clue that this is where we would be. The thing of the matter is, I can proudly say, 10 years after 10 years, I can proudly say that I am willing. And I am not, I'm not blind to what is happening. I don't believe in coincidence. 
I can look at my eyes. I can look at myself in 2009, look at pictures of myself, and, and see remnants of me trying to be somebody just to keep myself from dying. I can look at myself and see remnants of me trying to... Jumping out there and trying to figure out stuff. And having to feel so much pain when all of that failed. Having to start back over. That's why starting over now does not feel like that big of a task. Like, you have grown in 10 years. Your patience has grown. Even you with your most... You who doesn't have the most patience. You have grown. Because you've been placed in situations that have forced you to be patient. You with your hot head self. You are now in 2019 somebody who's able to think before you act. Because you know what happened to you when you have acted. In this hot headed nature you know what that has given you. There's a lot of classes that we pass just by being there. There's a lot of classes, a lot of opportunities we pass just by showing up. Like some of the stuff we've learned and we've acquired, we don't even know when we learned it. We can't put a moment on when we learn this stuff. It's just there. It's just there. It's a lot of this stuff that we didn't even know would be useful information to us. Laughing through my pain. Before Kevin Hart, my family and me have used, everybody around me actually have used, well, we've used humor as defense mechanisms and coping mechanisms. It has allowed me to be in situations where I have been hurt, hot, unhappy, hungry and can make the slightest jokes about them and get through it because if you lose your smile in certain instances you often lose your ability to keep your soul on fire if you cannot outwardly put out what you're trying to convince yourself you feel on the inside then you won't believe that it's capable you're capable of healing yourself mm -hmm. Ooh. um so I know a lot of us have faked it until we made it, bro. Like, honestly. A lot of us have faked. And I, I know you don't like hearing it. I know you don't like hearing it. I'm sorry. I said a lot of us have faked. Faked it. Until we made it. A lot of us have faked security. A lot of us have stayed with stone faces. Just so we wouldn't get any type of drawback. Just because we have given the illusion that we got stone faces so people won't try to break our jaws. You know, glass jaw. But we have made it to the point where we have, people have looked at us. Well, not even just us. People have looked at you and thought that you were stronger than what you actually were. Because you built your fortress very, very, very strongly. You have faked it. Now, in the process of you faking it... You fortified. You fortified. <laughs> you did make it. We faked it until we made it. We weren't completely sure that we was going to get over on that other side. Mm. But we kept going like we were going to. 
You know what I'm saying? Shh, man. Listen, 09? 08 for you? Yeah. Because every, I mean, I, I keep saying 2009, but that was my year. But, like I said, this is the first time I've participated in a, in a picture challenge. So, you know, this is, this is monumental for me. But, Brown, like, he, he resonates more with 2008. Like, 30 was that much more of a year for him. 2009, from 2009 to 2019, I can certainly look at everything I've been through right now and just, I don't even feel like I got hit the hardest in 2009. I'm saying that because 2009 gave me the audacity, I had the tenacity to fight through 2011, honey, 2012. Like, I was, I went through 2008. Like, 2008 opened, and there was this camaraderie kind of around the people that I hung with. Mm. Like, all of us kind of start flocking together more often. All of us. Hold it down, bro. So, in the, in the process of us going to hoop, going to work out, like, that's what we was doing. Like, 08 was that year I, I severed a relationship. I I lost, I don't know how much weight I, I beat. Uh diabetes, whatever you want to call it. Like, that was the last year I take insulin shots. Like, 08 was that year I was like, okay, I don't know what life is supposed to be like for me. But it ain't but supposed this to be. Ain't it. This ain't it. And that was their first step in the sand, walking the opposite direction. So, as time went on, like, I didn't, I didn't emphasize a lot of effort in areas that I should have. And as a result, I'm starting, I noticed over time the pitfalls that I made. In the years that I made them. And what triggered those events. Mm -hmm. Going back and being able to self-evaluate. And highlight certain things that I know for a fact have caused situations that I was in. Mm -hmm. Because I can look back. And I remember the time. I don't remember all the small minutia around it. Mm -hmm. So now the only thing that stands out is the most glaring cause and effect part. So all the who was there. What you did the day before. Mm -hmm. All that's gone now. All, all gone. you have is. So what happened to make this day a bad day? Yes. This happened. Well, how did you get to that point? Because I did this. Cause well, and effect. Exactly. So as I start to build those bridges, it's like I'm seeing the inaccuracies in my behavior and in my thought process every time I look at one of these situations under the, under the microscope. Mm -hmm. So as time goes on, I'm starting to see these uh, these these upsprings of, 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 of these epiphanies, so to speak. I'm starting to see them more frequently mm -hmm. about behaviors that I have. Mm -hmm. Because at first it was, as I get to a certain point, I look back and I notice another point that I was in, and I connotated together. Yeah. And now it's seeming to be triggered by the smallest of things, like certain words, songs, things that I'm doing. It's yeah. causing me to look back to certain behaviors, and it's a constant evaluation process. Mm -hmm. Now, it's like leading up to my 30th birthday last year, there was a lot of of like unnecessary gloom around for me. Mm -hmm. Like, it was heavy. It was like being stuck in mud or something. Like, you know how... Have you ever been little and, like, played in the park or something and got, like, mud on your clothes and when it dried up, it, like, made your clothes hard? Like, you couldn't move the same? Like, yeah, crumbling. Yeah. Like, when you did. That's what it felt like. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm assuming that was internally. Like, that's the spirit, so, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And, the, like, two or three days before my birthday actually got here, it started to lighten up. Mm -hmm. And after my birthday, it, like, completely lifted. Yeah. So it was like, wow, okay. And I feel like that whole year that run from July to July of 18 to 19, 
everything that I needed to do was available for me to do. Mm-hmm. Everything that I wanted to do became available for me to do. And I guess that was the year showing me, like, this is what you're capable of doing. Mm-hmm. So when next year starts, now comes now the application. You know. Yeah. Because if I look back 10 years and I look at 2009 in 2010. You was working then. Yeah. In 2009, you was applying. You was mm-hmm. applying pressure. And I remember what caused me to, 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 to lose everything that I had. So that 2011, 2012 were literally hell for me. Yeah. Because you were here mm-hmm. and then been made to drop here after getting confirmation that you were supposed to work. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another thing that happens. Once you work, once you start working and you feel like you're executing the way that you feel like you're walking in prophecy, that first failure is like, like, it hits so much different because... It's like you've already been sent. You've already had an example of. You don't even know exactly what you're supposed to do. You just feel so good about doing something because it has been proven to you that you are capable mm-hmm. of doing something. So once you get to that point, you're saying in 2009 you had already been given your orders. Mm-hmm. You you was a private. You ain't have. You know, what I'm saying complete. Um, Secret plans and operations. No, you was a foot soldier. No, it, you it, got your coordinates. It was more so. I I, I had the idea of where, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I didn't have like it's in Africa. It didn't tell me exactly well. It wasn't as pinpoint as it may sound. It was more so. I had this idea that manifested out of nowhere, uh-huh. and it happened a year ago the same way. Uh-huh. So it was this idea that manifested out of out of nowhere, and it kind of set me like back. To look at everything that was in front of me. And I started making connections on my own. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. I noticed I have these things at my disposal. I wonder what happened when I combine this. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that's dope. I wonder what happened when I combine this and this. So, as I started to notice, I got caught up in the lore of creation, not implementation. Mm-hmm. Like, creating things is dope. Being able to sit there and mesh minds and, and think about all these wonderful ideas, is, that's dope. But... What about the cultivation process? Who's going to plant these seeds and actually till the ground so they can grow? Exactly. So, it's one thing to go and get seeds. And that's the main thing that I kept fishing out of my pictures. It was mm-hmm. like, you had all this at your disposal. But you didn't know how to cultivate. I didn't know how to cultivate. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm looking back and I know what tools I have at my disposal. I know what I can and can't do. What so I can to get myself out of So, it's almost like every year you were given a tool. Exactly. To now be able, because like in 2008, you were given seeds. Mm-hmm. In 2000. Cause then too, you can have tools and still know how to use, still not know how to use them. Like True. people know that you're supposed to be able to water and give your plant sunshine, but sometimes people water their plants too much. They mm-hmm. still haven't fine-tuned the um, the, process. the process or the the way that they want to do this. You know, so in 2009, that's when I got my keys. Mm-hmm. Like in 2008, I was still like, man, I'm just gonna do some. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 2008, I went out to school feeling like I had to prove something to the world. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I went out to school first year. I ain't had no dormitory. I went from my mama house to an apartment. Like, I ain't have nothing. I ain't, I, I'm finna do it. And ain't nobody gonna stop Because they said that I couldn't. You know? Mm-hmm. Very filled with spite. Mm-hmm. Very filled with the idea of... And in 2009, it wasn't until I realized, like, hey, wait a minute. I actually want 
something for myself. Mm-hmm. Like that was the that was the moment for me. Like before, I was like, yeah. Now it's I'm finna do this for myself. Like that was the the idea that we could do that was the idea that I can do that was just to me. I was just floored by the ability to have something in my mind and. Then I started acting on it. Then I started acting on it. And I failed. And having to come back home to Jacksonville, I mean, having to come back home from Jacksonville was like a punch in the face. Like, I fell into a deep depression because I felt as if, okay, finally I've reached a point where I've been shown that I can be something. And... Because I don't know how to operate with this this heavy bur- this burden, me. Because regardless of what you want to think of that, all the things that you have to do in order to get great is heavy, and we don't like to look at it like that. No, that is a heavy responsibility. When you start to be responsible for yourself, that is a heavy responsibility. Now partner that with you knowing who you are. And when I say knowing who you are, I'm saying knowing what your role is in society. And what I mean by society is your community. My community is my family and my friends. I couldn't run away from the fact that I wasn't important to anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that was what I felt growing up being depressed. I thought that nobody would miss me. Mm-hmm. No, I know who I am to my family. But if your identity is... If your identity is rooted in being your family, being this person in your family, and when you feel like you failed your family, you you have to you have to do some some bigger deep in like mm-hmm. some bigger deep in love. <laughs> some some bigger deep in some bigger deep in bigger deep in <laughs> bigger deep in her on Witty Wednesdays, Vanny Austin. Bigger, bigger deep, deep in with the bigger deacon. Hashtag <laughs> Bigger Deepin with the Bigger Deacon. Hey, hashtag in the comments. Bigger Deepin. Glorious. Yeah. Like, it's amazing to, to see. Like, and going back to what you opened up with, with audacity and, and, and um, tenacity. Like, first of all, believing that you can do something, mm-hmm. believing that you can make something happen. On behalf of yourself. For the first time. For the first time. Like you have no evidence that this is going to work. You have no. You have no picture to look at that says this is what it's going to look like in the end. You Mm -hmm. just have to start organizing stuff. You just have to start moving pieces. Because when you ask successful people. Hey bro how you did it? The first thing they're going to say is. Shoot. I just worked. They're going to give you a vague answer. And it's going to probably frustrate you. Because Correction. The game should be told and not sold. And that's why we out here looking crazy because we don't know how to wanna we don't know how to be supportive and uplifting of each other. We wanna put a price tag on everything. Now get your money, but don't sell your soul. Don't be no lying. Don't be no lying. Oh I don't even know that's what you that's get money. (laughs) That's what you were doing. So you know, like people when you are when you when you lose for the first time, it's a pain that really equips you for every other loss you're gonna take. 
if you choose to look at it that way. Now, you could run around with frustration like we've done for 10 years. Huh? We could run away. We could run around anger-filled like, why me? Why is this happening to me? Every time I get up and try to do something, I take two steps backwards. Oh, man. Every time I try to put my all in. See, I should have never believed that I had. I had the audacity to believe that I could do something. The audacity of me. That ain't what you sound like. Huh? That ain't what you sound like. <laughs> that ain't what I sound like. That ain't what you sound like. Now I went oh, try. Oh man. <laughs> that ain't what you sound like. That I, I was. Hey Ralph. <laughs> oh man. Man, I started. You don't get your easy spirit shoe. <laughs> First of all, you and this boy sounded like you got cool whip coupons. <laughs> she willikers that man. <laughs> Got a pumpkin spice latte in the car. No, so. sir. Oh, man. <laughs> Golly gee. But. The pain and trauma that I've gone through. But, like. It's bonkers. Like. Lunacy. When you really think Madness. about. <laughs> when you really think about. the If you are experiencing the effect of your cause. Your cause started with the audacity to say. This is what I want to do. Like. To think that you can accomplish something, to have the belief that something is not out of your reach, in spite of not having evidence to prove it, that is an audacious action. That is, that is, that is temerity. That is unmitigated gall. The audacity of <laughs> to play with me. But once you actually start to accomplish these things, once you actually start to put puzzle pieces together, it becomes, no, I'm going to finish. Exactly. Exactly what I'm doing right now. Exactly. And that's tenacity. That's tenaciousness manifesting itself and saying, no, I know how to implement action to the audacity of the thought. Mm -hmm. I know how to combine these two things together and move. And I know how to have the awareness to use the things that I have at my disposal, the tools I have, the resources that I have. All of these things have to work counterintuitively together so that when you actually try to create something, you know exactly what it is you're trying to do, what you're trying to accomplish, and most importantly, what you don't need to do it. Exactly. Because we get so caught up in, I need this and that, and I got to get this Oh, and I that. need him and her. Yeah. Mm? So are you trying to put all these things together and you put yourself under this pressure like, nothing is going to be good unless I have these things. Right. And at the end result, you realize you trying to covet two of those things is what's causing you the most hurt in the, in the first place. Mm -hmm. When had you just focused on what worked and not trying to create something in your head that constantly is telling you it's not. Mm -hmm. Like you keeping yourself away from things that's leading to your detriment. You know what you're selling your soul for that yeah. doesn't give you that back. It ain't going to give you nothing back. You know what you're putting in. You know what you're putting out, but... You scraping the barrel with getting that back. Mm -hmm. Like, one of the things that I do want what us and y'all to really pay attention to is knowing gives you a, a sense of responsibility. That's the reason why ignorance is prevalent in our community. We do not want to know, to know because with knowing, it forces you, you're duty bound to then act. With the knowledge that has been given to you or bestowed upon you in that moment. So, it's time for us to stop playing with us. If you know what you've been through, and you can marvel at who you've been, and you can rejoice in who you've, who you've become, 
It's not a matter of I, I got here and I stopped. This is me at my peak condition. This is me in my final form. No. Simply allow yourself to marvel at the evolution and then stop playing like evolution is not possible. We're not going to sit up here and act like we cannot change. When we are looking at physical proof, we're looking at evidence to show what we have accomplished. You know, a lot of times we get so caught up in looking at the big trophies that we forget to go and look at the the little medals that we achieved, the certificates, the certifications that we achieved. We just want to be able to mark our accomplishments and our milestones with these gargantuan place markers, these trophies and these streamers. And it's like, success don't even look like that. You know, if we measure success by how many awards that people got as far as talent, then how many people are really talented? You know, you have to look at yourself and look at everything that you've been through and take that into a, a reason. You have proof. You are the proof that destiny can be fulfilled. Because it is still an ongoing process. A lot of us did not wake up today. Somebody just died yesterday, tonight. Like, as I'm saying this, somebody is dying. Like, somebody is dying, bruh. And every day we wake up, every moment we wake up, every second we breathe is another opportunity to get the next breath perfected. And although none of us will reach perfection, I bet you should strive to pass with a 99 in some areas. You might not get a 100. But knowing that passing and excelling is an option, mm -hmm. stop acting like you can't do it. Don't apply. Stop acting like you can't apply for these things. I, I, I think the thing I want to highlight most is... When we look at what it takes to move from where we are, like we notice that we have started to gain a little bit of momentum into being adults. Certain, certain, a couple of us are starting to put together pieces mm -hmm. and see a picture. Some of us are just starting to realize that there's a world outside of this bubble that we made. Mm -hmm. Like we have tried to keep ourselves hidden from the world, so to speak, or sheltered or protected in our heads. And you're starting to realize that on the other side of the door isn't your detriment. Mm -hmm. It's just the image of what it looks like from where you are. Yeah, because we've been funneled. A lot of us have been funneled old wise tales. Mm -hmm. A lot of us have been fed doubt. Because we we are in areas where people have sustained a diet on that. Mm -hmm. You ain't going to never be that. Look at that nigga. He think he's a superstar. Man, she thinks she's smart. She thinks she's better than everybody. Mm -hmm. Oh, you speak with some dicks. Oh, you too much. You ain't going to be there. Do you know how many people the game saturated? Do you know how many people trying to do what you do? Okay, you can go to school and get your liberal arts degree, but shoot, you ain't going to be doing nothing but selling shoes. A lot of us have been bred and incubated in a lot of this madness and a lot of this doubt. So when it comes down to us finally saying, I don't know what life is supposed to be for me, but this ain't it. Everything after that is should be 
us moving to get as far away from that as possible. And if you do not do everything in your power, in your power, because it's not just about your power. When you do everything within your power to act on it and it fails, we we grieve differently for that. But as I was saying about the other day, like do you know how many people, how many successful people have failed? And he responded, all of them. <laughs> Every last one of the people that you look up to has failed horribly. I don't mean in the in the environment that you admire them in. Oh yes, because a lot of you would would say somebody leaving from being a realtor in a prominent area, making a a, a very good amount of money, them leaving and deciding to op- deciding to open up their own cake business. Or an attorney who decided that she didn't want to be an attorney anymore. She would rather be a comedian. A lot of you would look at this as lunacy. But that's audacity. That's tenacious. That's you saying, bro, I don't know what life's supposed to be for me. Mm. But it ain't got to be. Because every tra- everything ain't got to end with trauma. Sometimes it just ends. Sometimes it didn't ran its course. And before you allow yourself to be into a toxic situation you flee and try to get something else like sometimes anything is better than where you at simply put sometimes anything is better than where you at and a lot of us that me girl i i didn't i don't know what the hell i'm doing people come to us all the time be like man you i look up to you why <laughs> baby i i don't know what i'm doing at all Girl, sir, I have no idea what I'm doing. I know that I'm fulfilling my obligation by just showing up to work. What my what my day look like, where he gonna put me at, I don't know. I just know that I'm willing and available. That's all he asked for. You. And that's all he asked for. I switched my availability up. That's what 2019 has been. Alright, I'm ready. And and beautifully, when I said I'm ready, when I said oh, I got to go, a door just slid open for us, didn't it? Mm-hmm. We didn't even have to push doors down. We were just like, all right, then. Like, what are we supposed to be? Oh, oh, okay. There you go. But also, in conjunction to what she just <laughs> in conjunction to what she just, just said. Utilize this chronological album that you've made on Facebook of yourself mm-hmm. as a way to look at who you are and how you progress. Look at each picture and not just look at it to see how many likes you got or who commented. Look at the picture to notice everything in it, the background, the demeanor you had, the, the, the effort that you put into taking the picture, the 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 the, the, the dramaticism you use in trying to make yourself look a certain way. Please read your captions. Babe, on some of these pictures, that's when, see, children don't know nothing about this. When Facebook first started, baby, you could really text, you would text your statuses to Facebook. Mm-hmm. You would text your captions to Facebook. So if you had a signature on your text messages, which all of y'all had signatures, do not play with me. Okay. If you had a signature on your on your text message, it would appear as your it would appear as your caption. 
Man, I was looking through so many pictures, and I was looking at my signatures, and it's like, Moon Citizen, it's me, it's, I mean, and it's just like, okay, what was you? Fantastico. Fantastico, because that would call me, baby, uh, Bruce Leisha, um, Knee Gaddy. Baby, all that. I'm talking about real, real, real reckless records. Baby, just stupid. But that same gumption that I had was misplaced. And very much so, the catalyst for everything that you have today. All that stuff I said, most of I... I really wrote that. I really said that. I really looked like that. Yes, I really was out here uh, with split ends and a bob with a hand-me-down shirt on. Grew up to have on all types. I you Nine times out of ten, if you know me from back in the day, bro, you remember me with some two-strand twists. But just off of coming in the club, shaking my dreads. I, I really was that person. And still am. Just didn't have the tools necessary to be here. I I think the the most captivating part is you still have to acknowledge the parts of yourself that you actually still admire and kept on, mm-hmm. like the parts of you that remained, because not everything you lost. Yes. Some of that stuff actually evolved into something different. Like that's why mm-hmm. we brought up patience and tolerance. Yeah. Like. To be patient with something insinuates that you have this virtuous attitude that when it's men- when it happens for you, that's when it happens for you, and I'm not going to rush it. Oh my gosh. Whatever happens for me, it just happens for me. It's the will. And when, it, when patience yeah. comes to dealing with other people, it's, I'm not going <laughs> to allow myself, me in this moment, and my time that I'm on. To affect anything. Who, to affect anything anybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. So... To have patience with someone who needs patience, it's like, look, whatever they got going, that's gonna be the right way at all times. All I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let them be them. And as we get older, we realize that we have more patience for certain things, but not enough patience for others. So we don't, we, we are reluctant to call ourselves patient mm-hmm. because in your mind, it's your ability to, to deal with toleration. In that instance, like we were talking about how they were not the same thing but they were in the same vein mm-hmm. you know leveled up versions of this of itself you know and like like once you've noticed that you can't deal with things the same way that you used to mm-hmm. you might think that your patience for this thing has diminished when really your tolerance for it has just increased mm-hmm. like i can tolerate this i cannot tolerate that and i'm more with like People nowadays are more willing to walk off a job for an offer than ever before. Yes. Like, people used to stay at a job five. Once they hit the 10-year mark, they were cemented in this company. Uh-huh. They would tell their employers that another our job has offered them something just so that job can give them a little bit more. Yeah. Just to remain with the company. Uh-huh. Now, people will stay at a job five, six years. And one day, somebody walk up to them like, man, I give you $10,000 more to do the same thing you're doing over here over there. Bro, niggas is leaving the job after one month. Folks is not showcasing levels of, of toleration mm-hmm. in these instances because it does not yield them the same things that they need. They would rather, there's no loyalty here. Mm-hmm. I don't have to tolerate this. Mm-hmm. And when you come across stuff that makes it so you don't have to tolerate stuff, you 
you're not tolerant to that. But you probably tried to be patient before your toleration waned. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like when we... Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Man, I'm dead hungry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, toleration. Toleration and patience because... Um, David, I I love this show. Cause we really could just be, man. I I done been eating chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese from um from Chick Fil A like for the past two days. I think it's because, okay. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to say that. I mean, I'm gonna go back to what I'm talking about, but still, like I I mean, shoot, they really hungry though. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when we find ourselves being patient with something, it's usually it's usually in the process. Like that's the process, and toleration is what happens when patience does not work. So, toleration is what kicks in after you can't be patient anymore. Like when it's like, you know what? I've lost my patience. Y'all ain't brought my fruit, my, my my fries out, and then the dude say, "Well, look, I ain't gonna be able to give you no fries." But I give you your chicken for free. Well, then at that point you just tolerate not having fries. Mm -hmm. I'm hungry, y'all. I'm sorry. The food, food, all I got. You know, food analogies, all I got. I really don't make good analogies, but it's just yes, you do. You just you you don't you don't like having to try to make that analogy. That's crazy that you would say that because chicken ain't never did nothing to nobody. <laughs> Wings, lemon pepper, my bad. But yeah. But like. Just like tenacity is an elevated version of audacity, mm -hmm. tolerance is an elevated version of patience. Because once you can realize what you will and what will and will not give credence to, you understand where to place your patience. To know that you are a patient person. Yeah. Because you can't judge your ability to be patient with something in a moment of angst. Yeah, or, it's, it's or something like, that's if I sat you on a thumbtack and told you to sit here for five minutes, mm -hmm. you your patience to sit here is going to be diminished by how you tolerate the pain. Mm -hmm. So, if it hurts, you're not going to be able to be patient in this moment. And you shouldn't be held. You shouldn't have to be patient sitting on the thumbtack. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you shouldn't be, you, you shouldn't your have patience to measure shouldn't be docked for that. Bro. Yeah. Ain't like, nobody finna be patient. Hold your hand on the stove. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, this was one of those, um, conversations that we, we thought could actually add a level of introspection to that. You could walk away with knowing that you survived, and there are certain elements of you and certain parts of you that have grown that you may not have actually stared at long enough to acknowledge that they have changed, mm -hmm. or have gotten better, or have improved, or things that you have divested yourself of, like or how you've evolved in certain areas and de-evolved in others. Like I think when you actually come to the forefront of what you expect of self, and you can look at what you expected from yourself 10 years ago the things that you dreamed about your dreams look much different mm -hmm. and I think as time progresses like if you like next year so 2010 to 2020 you look at a picture of yourself in 2010 now you, you have a different idea of the level of growth you manifested in that one year that time mm -hmm. versus the level of growth you manifested from 2019 to 2020 when it gets here mm -hmm. so using this using this silly challenge that people put like utilized in the beginning 
utilizing it for saying, I'm going to give myself a consistent progress report based off myself. So that as time progresses, I can look at who I am and who I'm becoming. And I can assess whether I'm proud of this person or not. Uh I can say, I feel way worse now than I did this year. Uh So what what am I doing compared to this year that's diminishing me now? Or is the thing that's diminishing me just me going through what it takes to break through this cycle that I was numb to or oblivious to last time? Yeah. That's why it seemed like bliss because I was ignorant to it. Yeah. I was ignorant to... The, the, the person I was with yeah. or whatever the case may be, whatever circumstance it was, I was ignorant to it and now that I have the consciousness about that it seems like I'm stressed out more, it seems like it hurts more, mm-hmm. but it's just the reality of what it was in the beginning. It was always, it like, was always this. like this. We just faked it until we made it. Exactly. You know a lot of us are put in situations where we don't know, I said put in situations again, a lot of us don't really know where we're going and we look at that as like a detriment you know because of the the different measurements that we choose to measure ourselves with you know oh well i'm not here so i can't be doing this i'm not doing this so i can't be doing this and it's like as as brown just said like no we're going to start measuring ourselves by ourselves we're going to start looking at ourselves honestly and with conviction and with a level of true, true honesty. Like, we're going to look at ourselves and give ourselves credit and critique. At the same time. At the same time. Give yourself credit. Don't over, don't give yourself too much, but don't take too little either. You know, you survived from these 10 years you here and something has changed so now that you can identify what the change is we wanted y'all to look deeper and look more introspective into starting to trying to point out what these things about you have changed like what are these things that have changed and what can you connect that to well you know what I used to be angry a lot what changed a lot of us simply say, well, you know, I got older, man. I'm too old for that. No, it's a lot of old fools. It's a lot of people who didn't get that same. It's a lot of people who didn't get that, that same. They ain't, had that, they ain't keep that same energy. So, we just want y'all to know that we see you. We salute y'all efforts. I'm insanely proud of who we have become and who we are continuing to grow into because... A lot of us didn't even look at growth as something that we would find considerably fun. You know, we didn't think that we would enjoy the process because the process always seems so hard and so difficult. So growth hurts. But is it? Is it all meant to be painful? I mean, I'm tired. When I say growth hurts, I mean literally. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Is it meant to be painful? I at think, all times. I think change is uncomfortable. Yes. painful. Discomfort is one thing. Pain is another. Yeah. Now being in pain and discomfort as well at the same time, you are relieved when it stops. You're relieved when one of them stops. I've been in pain and not had to stay in pain. So I've been in pain but not been uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I've been uncomfortable and not necessarily in pain. So... 
having the both of them run congruently within your life, give yourself credit for being able to come out of that with something. My grandmother says you might not have everything, but take care of what you got. So whatever spoils that you seem to reap from your 10-year voyage, your 10-year reign, your 10-year dynasty, your 10-year regime, <laughs> ride in it and, and, and wave your flag. You have accomplished something. Now the goal is to continue with the momentum. Now that you can look at yourself and say, hey, I did it. What exactly did I do? At that point, it becomes nothing. Because you did it. It's in the past now. It don't even matter. Just acknowledge it. Say, call a thing a thing. And with that, don't do that just with criticizing yourself and talking and, and you know, trying to correct your behavior. Because I'm going to keep it gangster with y'all. A lot of the, my negative traits, I, some, I won't say a lot of them, but some of my negative traits, I ain't changing them. Uh, no, nah, I'm not changing them. I'm not changing them. Some of my positive traits are probably going to leave. We never know. But that's the beauty of growth. I'm going to let you know now. If you say something stupid to me, I'm probably like, probably still going to cuss you flat the elf out. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. I think one one mm -hmm. thing about this yeah. challenge and what it highlights is what we looked at, the perception and the, or the place that we looked at from 10 years ago. We looked at walking this direction as leaving our comfort zone. Walking in Memphis. My bad, bro. And okay. now, 10 years later, we still think about the fact that we have to leave some of our comfort zone. Like, your comfort zone is wherever you become comfortable. Oh, yes. It's not just one big it, area. It's not one circle that you're sitting inside of that you got to walk out and now you've beat it. No. Every time you stop moving, you develop a comfort zone. So, if you notice over a course, over, over a significant amount of time. So, it's love not to be comfortable? So, what? Is you really feel it? We, we, because I mean, we could take it. I'm not. Mm -mm. Let's save that for later. <laughs> for next, because I really want to know. Because, yeah, finish what you were saying. Discussion question for next week. Yeah, I wrote it. Now. It's love <laughs> meant to be comfortable. Um, but yeah, finish bigger, but, deeper. Um, with the bigger, deeper. <laughs> but ultimately, like. The reason this progress report idea to me is so is so crucial is because I'm a unicorn. We constantly look at we constantly look at the situations we go through and the things that we do as these small victories and small wins that we get. Yeah. In totality, what we have is a series of us stepping outside of our comfort zones. Mm -hmm. Like that's all it really is. Like once you step out of it, you notice everything that, that's supposed to happen in it happens. Yes. But you have to take that step away from what you deem to be the safe space okay. or the place where you resonate the deepest. And people need to try to stop. Well, people need to stop making it seem as if it's something that's simple. Because it ain't. Well, I get comfortable eating food. And then you tell me I can't eat that food no more? You know what? We finna go ahead and get out of here because this, this child of God needs some food in her system. <laughs>
the star and the nigga added to the boo Anyway, um please, I'm a unicorn. Please use <laughs> Please use the the table of this conversation as highlighting the things about yourself that are going to progress you. Yeah. And remembering what those things are and catapult like not catapulted, but cultivating those things to say the good parts of me I'm going to manifest into a greater. Mm-hmm. And the bad parts of me that I can acknowledge, that I'm that I'm shown, the things that I'm starting to resonate with as things that are holding me back. Divesting those things. Yeah. And watching the change that happens when you do it. And comparing what you are now, every time you look at this picture, to who you were ten years ago. Yeah. You you have to be fair. You have to be honest with yourself. I think a lot of us we we are slow to take criticism because we know what we came from. But maybe sometimes the battles that you, the biggest battles that you fight aren't with other people. Sometimes it's, it's, it's you. You need to come face to face with a lot of the, a lot of your, your baggage. You need to be able to properly sort. Is this karma? Is this something that's happening good for me? Or is this just a, a catalyst of me being, you know, psyched out and out of my mind, out of my body. Like, you got to be able to take responsibility for how your life is going. And the best way to be able to do that is by being honest with yourself and reviewing your progress report. Don't don't attribute success to what all you have acquired monetarily. Don't even put that side by side with the fact like, okay, well, I'm this old, so I got to divide that by how many times my them been with like I got to do all these different things to show that I'm really a mind I'm really the real one like now is look at yourself and be honest with yourself and give yourself credit but critique yourself to the highest extent at this point you know what it's like to achieve you know what it's like to overcome okay don't hang your flag on this one battle we made it the 30 Yes, certainly. But bought it actually in the dope. My favorite. <laughs> but um, yeah. This is this is episode forty. Sorry. Lee, we made it to forty episodes. Like if we, if conceiving a child, say if, if conception to birth takes forty weeks, the child will be being born this Wednesday. That's dope. Yeah. In forty weeks. Yeah, well, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah. Because we missed one. When the studio was moving. So that no, was it wasn't before. It was 43. It'd be 43. It's Technically, it's supposed to be 43. But, yes. Man, what you want to eat? You know, you know what? We finna take care of this right now. We we appreciate y'all. <laughs> I mean, maybe ask them what they finna eat. Hey, what y'all eating on, on the they table got, right now? If, if y'all got, you know what I'm saying, some, some cooked some cooked veggies, some side items. Ooh, we ain't even talking about Jesus, the entrees. Baby, we... Mm-mm. If you got some some side items that y'all done whipped up, Baby. you know what I'm saying? Plug us in. Plug your plug your country cousin down some here. Greens you know what I'm saying? So your kid folks down Baby. here at the Witty Committee, you know what I'm saying? Down here Smash Bro, right off right off the highway, you know what I'm saying? Just plug us in. Ooh. We'll pull up. We got our own forks and spoons already. Baby, like, a veggie plate. I ain't even got to get nothing to drink, baby. Like, I just... We, cool up. we don't need no styrofoam cups. You know what I'm saying? We in the dough how we is. You know what I'm saying? You got the greens with the cornbread. You know what I'm saying? It's hand sand. We might... We can 
we can do that. What? We ain't too we ain't too big about all that. That's what for God, y'all don't y'all Because if, if your auntie got the macaroni and cheese with the cheese chunk on top that's melted into the noodle, like if you cut the noodle you can see the cheese in it. Like we, we need to talk about that. We wanna highlight you. We wanna highlight the auntie in your house that's in here whipping it up. You plug us in so we can share her information and get her information out here so the world can see that she out here in the middle of your kitchen whipping up these delicacies. Bless. That can't nobody else put together the way she can. Like the the, the magnitude is a bless, the bless, magnitude bless, of the bless, cheese bless, that she put in this dish is just remarkable. And we wanna highlight that here at the Witty Committee on Wednesday. But Man, you know what I'm saying? We finna I'll get out of here. I'll take a baked chicken with some skin. <laughs> I'll take a baked chicken. But you, you can just... Ooh, Lord, I'll take a baked chicken. I'll I take a ham, send one of them honey baked hams that's really a turkey. But I'll take that and I'll put on some bread with some mayonnaise, I swear to God. Some and mayonnaise? Some, yes. With some toast and a ham sandwich. Jesus Christ. But you won't have nothing. You ain't got nothing to say to me. Baby. I promise. Anyway, oh, let's go get some soup. Nah, anyway, we appreciate y'all coming mm. in and listening to us this week. We Sorry, hope y'all. That something has left uh, uh, a I'm memorable. Sure. I ain't sure about that. Sure. I'm hungry. Who you, who you corrected? Me. Uh, bet. Say less. Um, so, we are. We. We finna do. Make sure you follow us on all social media because we gonna be doing some things coming up here soon on social media that I think y'all will really enjoy. So yeah. please, please tune in. This has been your big homies, big homie. Yeah. And the always authentic Annie's Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Signing yeah, out this thing. Yeah. Y'all be good. Happy Thanksgiving to those who celebrate. And stay with it for the money. <laughs> I really am hungry though.